Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. Today is Monday, my favorite day of the week. For those who don't know me, let me do a quick introduction. My name is Leanne, but you know me as a Credit Ninja on this app. Um, why is it so important to have you know these type of conversation is money and credit, and that's my specialty. So a little background story. I've been in the credit space for about 25 years. I know I look young, and when you see me, you're like, gosh, she's like, maybe she learned about credit in the womb, but... Um, that being said, it's about life, you know, things that happen in your life that you learn from and you grow from and, and credit picked me. So meaning a lot of bad stuff happened in my life, in business, in losing money, making money, getting crushed with my credit and finally climbing back. And my credit score is a perfect 850. So there's very few people in the U.S. that actually has a perfect 850 FICO score. And I'm blessed to be one of them. So that's why I'm here to give you some insight on how to get close to that direction. Um, and again, you know, it's not always getting a perfect 850. It's what are you going to do with the money you have uh, or, or the access you have and how do you grow your money? So that's a conversation that we're going to have today. So part of my journey is actually losing a lot of money. In 2008, the housing crash happened. And I lost a lot of money, like 21 million to be exact. I don't know if anyone has lost that much, but I got beaten up. Uh, my credit was piled up to 165,000 in credit card debt. And I basically paid none of that back and was able to dispute all of it. And, and I was able to get from a 300 credit score all the way up to an 850. So, um, why I say this story is that no matter how bad your situation is, there's always a way to improve your credit score. You can start over, even people who have filed bankruptcy, you can start over. But the key difference between someone who has no way of getting there fast enough, it may take them 10 years, versus someone who has gotten help from someone like myself and taking these shortcuts and really, um, you know, augmenting your file to a point where you can get 
to a, a point where you can start lending again and start improving your life. That's the key difference right there. So I would encourage everyone to follow the Breakfast of Champions Millionaire uh, Green Monopoly House on top of Nate's head. It's, has that Monopoly House gotten smaller? I just noticed it's like a dot now. But anyways, just click on that little Monopoly yes. House. Is it small? Yeah, I don't know. It Maybe. Is. Um, you know what? Less is more. Okay, so click on that. Follow the Breakfast of Champions, the biggest room on Clubhouse, and follow Glenn, follow Nate, follow Marcus, Ashley, uh, the key moderators in here. Because when they open rooms, I'm usually jumping in to uh, contribute to the room. Ping a few people in, as I mentioned, because some of this information, you're going to actually change your life. So um, with that, let's just start with Money Monday. Like, how do you wake up on a Monday? Do you think about, did you make plans over the weekend? Did you take a look at your plans over the weekend? Um, I'm going to ask a few people in the audience, how many of you actually did your budget on Sunday or Saturday? Raise your hand. Blink your mic. Nobody? Just any mic blinks? Is anybody home? Wow, it's really quiet. Okay. Stefan, go ahead and unmute. Did you do it on a Saturday or a Sunday? Did you check on your finances? Yes, this is Steve McCall. Hello. Um, I huh? do it on On what day? On Sunday. Sunday. And do you look at all your bills? Uh, I do. Um, okay. I usually look at all of my bills. I look at my credit score. And then okay. I also uh, look at the budget for the next week and then the next month. And I want to ask you, Stephen, do you have automatic pay on all your credit cards? That I do not have automatic pay. Um, I had automatic pay and then recently um, I took it off. I just completed international adoption uh, this year of two children. So my finances start looking a little different than it did in the past. So I am trying to get back on track uh, with the budget with uh, two kids. So uh, everything was set uh, previously when I was just single uh, and now I'm single with two kids. So trying to get the budget back um, okay. on track. Well, very good. Thank you, Stephen. The reason why I'm asking everyone is so that this is real life questions. And I do a lot of interactions when I do get on stage. Um, I actually run down up and down the aisles and I ask these questions because it's not just me uh, talking about finance and credit. It's how does the whole rest of the world deal with credit? And as Stephen has mentioned, he did not do automatic pay because his finances have changed. So the thing is, he had to adjust. So for those of you who have a consistent month where you know that you have to have, like you have to pay your uh, credit card bills every month, that's something that you can put on automatic pay. At least put the minimum payment. And here's why. Sometimes like the month goes by so fast, right, Stephen? By the time you make your payment this month, the new month came and you maybe you took a trip or somewhere or and then you forgot to pay and then it rolled into another 30 days and you, you thought to yourself, did I pay it or didn't I pay it? And by that time, it's too late. And that's when the 30-day late showed up. So 30-day late is when you don't make your payment. And for 30 days, it came into another cycle. It's going to report on your credit as a 30-day late, meaning that that score is going to drop drastically. And being that it's a recent, you know, uh, recent negative item, it's going to drop really drastically. Do you understand, Stephen? Yes, I do. And actually, if I can comment on that, that actually sure. happened to me many years ago. 
and I uh, contact my lawyer to write a letter and my credit agency. Uh, thankfully, I told them it was definitely my mistake. Uh, didn't lie. I just said it was my mistake. And they actually removed it. I'm not sure if they were supposed to, but they did remove it. So what I've done in, uh, like I said, the past four to five months, uh, I've really been trying to, because I did have all the automatic payments on. Uh, so there was zero chance that uh, I would have anything show up and then I had credit cards paid off. So really, I was living kind of debt-free with uh, the credit cards. And then, of course, I took on the big finance this year. Uh, and that is definitely uh, my concern in the past uh, few weeks, actually, uh, is because I don't want that 30 days uh, coming up. So I think most of my credit cards are on automatic uh, just for the lower payment. And then what I can do is go in and right before the payment post, uh, I can make a larger payment or pay it off because one of the credit cards I do pay off in full. Uh, every month because that's what I used to do and my goal is by the end of the year to start doing that again where I'm just paying off all balances uh, at the end uh, of the billing cycle so unfortunately not unfortunately fortunately <laughs> life has changed and like I said just trying to get adjusted so you are definitely definitely right that 30-day hit uh, definitely will hit your credit if you don't have not automatic pay and I have suffered that before and I have learned my lesson that well that's that is perfect. Do you see why I'm engaging with everyone? So everyone Mike links on stage do understand why I'm engaging with Steven is that I'm, I'm going through like a real life scenario. So the people understand that I'm not making this up at all. And Steven makes a really good point. At least hit the minimum payment and then you can circle back depending on what you're able to pay in addition to that. And that way you get that balance as low as possible before it reports to the to the bureau. So let's talk about that reporting date, Stephen. On your credit report, there's a date that is a, a due date which you have to pay so that you don't you don't have any missed uh, late payment fees because you will get a fee if you pay late after that due date. And then the second important date, actually probably as important, is that usually four to six days later is the day that these uh, credit card company, like Capital One, say you pay your bill down. And six days later, it reports to the bureau and say, wow, Stephen zeroed out his credit card. So the important thing is, even if you pay that due date, don't spend, like do a financial fast, like fast, don't, don't eat anything, like, don't spend anything on that card until Capital One reports that lowest balance to the credit bureaus. And then after that reporting date is done, and if you need to purchase something for your business or for you know for your house or you're trying to do a remodel, wait until they report you first. That way you get the highest possible score. Does everyone understand how to game the system with the reporting date? Blink your hand. Christy, Kelsey, you wanna you wanna chime in? How, do you understand yeah. that? Do you understand I think that? that yeah, absolutely. It makes so much sense. And honestly, Credit Ninja, I've never even thought to do that before where it's, you know, if I'm going to get something, pay off the card, but then also don't spend anything on it to make sure you're getting the highest. Because I was like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to throw it on my credit card, get the points, and then either immediately pay it or pay it at the end of the month, whatever it is. But I think Stephen brought up a really good point about even if you miss a payment or I had instances before where I've lost a credit card. Right. And so I had to, you know, get a new card. I get my new card, but then I forget to update all of these automatic payments. Like let's say my bank card. Right. So I forget to, to, um, to put the new card on and then I miss a payment on accident, which you're 
Credit Ninja, you're a genius to talk about, you know, make sure you're checking it because I know a lot of times I let it go. Just like you said, another month comes around and I'm like, oh shoot, you know, did, did that payment go through? So I've had times where I have missed a payment because I didn't update my new bank card for the automatic payments. But then what I do is I contact people. So Stephen brought up a great point of just reaching out. And the worst thing you can do is ask. And all they can do is either say no or say yes. So I have had a similar instance where I've had, you know, negative marks removed from or even, um, in, not in, the late payment fees, I've had those removed because I just called them and I'm like, hey, listen, my bad, missed car or got a new car, didn't update it. Here's my new card. So sorry. Look at my history. You see that I'm always on time. And they'll, they've usually said like, yes, we see you have a great payment history. You know, well, it's fine. We'll wipe that away. So absolutely great talk, Credit Ninja. Thank you. And Stephen brings up a great point to just reach out and ask if you do miss payment. Wow. Okay, Kelsey, you just okay. Let's 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 go down deep with what uh, Kelsey said. So everyone, get a notebook out and a piece of paper. When she called these banks, she always writes down. She knows who she spoke to, what went wrong, so that she can explain herself properly. The problem is when you do call these different banks and be nice first. Ask for their name. Ask them where they live. Like just have a conversation with them. I'm going to teach you some life skills, guys, some negotiation skills, because this is all about negotiations and how you treat people is so important when you do call. Right, Kelsey? So when you talk to them and you tell them, wow, you know, life happened. Somehow there's a mix up here. My bank, got, you know, didn't have the right information. This is the first time that I did it and so forth and so forth. And you you thank them for at least giving you this one time good will gesture write the word good will gesture banks love to hear that good will gesture because now it's more like a courtesy like they're giving you one free ticket out now if you have too many of those late payments this is not going to work let me repeat if you did it three or five or ten times like one of my clients it's habitual you need to reassess yourself and find out you know, what is going on, you know, what is going on with, you know, with what is, you know, your files like and so forth. Okay. So really assess that and make sure that um, it makes sense for them to do that one gesture for you. Okay. So is that true, Kelsey? No, she's not there. Yeah. Sorry. I was running. Like, yep. That's so true. No problem. But here's the important part. When you do talk to them and they agree to do that courtesy removal or that that gesture, the goodwill gesture, write down the date, the time, and what was done on it. So that way, if that was not taken care of, you can call that bank back and said, wow, I spoke to Susie B and she said this and this and she agreed to this and this. Would you make sure that this is done? And when you do that, they are 99.9% .9 more likely to adhere to that um, that agreement that you had with that person. And you could also said, if you want to recall that date and time and pull that recording, because most of the time they do record uh, these conversations on a banking level for compliance reasons. And if you can tell them the date and the time that was spoken, they won't even pull it. They knew that you're on top of your game and 99.9% .9 of the time, they're gonna go ahead and remove that negative item, okay? So another thing is Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. 
CFPB. So C is in cat, F is in Frank, P as in Paul, B is in baby. Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Write that down. You can you can search that on Google. You can put in a claim or complaint and file something if they don't get it done. And what they'll do is this is a regulatory board. They can contact the bank and they will find out and investigate your case for you. And if it makes sense, they will do that one-time gesture for you. So that's another resource that everyone um, could use to dispute these negative items. And why is it important to maintain your credit? Is what if you need to buy a car? Like what if your car breaks down next week? and you can't really continue to use it, okay? So what you need to do is actually go and, um, you know, and, and, and be prepared for these types of things, guys. So that way you get some lending in place, okay? So does anyone have questions about that? Is everyone awake? Oh. <laughs> it's so good, hey Christy, hey Tash, did you wanna say something, Tash? No, no, I was just saying we are listening. Okay, good, 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 good. Okay, oh yes, okay. actually, sorry, <clears throat> a question before you carry on. Yeah, I know some some of the um, the organizations probably work both in the US and the UK. Would you be able to point out which ones work? I know Experian is, um, you mentioned last time, I think you spoke last week or two weeks ago, we have it in the UK. So um, sometimes I'm not sure which organizations are in the UK as well as the US. So I do a, normally I do a quick Google search and then I find out yes it works here as well, if that's okay. Yes, I got that. Yeah, you have to, and then yeah, do your research because at this these uh, tips and so forth apply more on the U.S. and some of them, more than half of them, apply in um, the in Canada. So know that there's some local rules that may not apply. The U.K. has a little bit different rules. And most of these credit bureaus are either in the US, Canada, and some in the UK too. So you can apply all these things. It's just dealing with people, guys, and keeping good documentation. So that way you can, uh, you know, get your case to, to win, okay? So that's the most important thing. Um, let's talk about like, in the US, remember there's three credit bureaus that are out there, okay? And you have to make sure that all three of them report. I think we have a hot mic somewhere. Let's see here. Let me. Cordero. Okay, he's new to this. Uh, he was in the real estate room, so I'm gonna forgive him for that. You know, it's crazy, guys. I usually moderate some of the biggest clubhouse rooms here that run like two to three thousand, and it's uh, dealing with a, a big, uh, big, big, big stage. And this is so nice to have such a tight stage. Thank you, Glenn and Nate and the whole team and Kelsey for for having such a tight stage here. It really makes my, my life much, much easier. Um, but yeah, so, you know, as I want to talk about debt collectors, okay? And this is a really good topic because um, this is one of the biggest items that we can remove on a credit report. And what happens is when a bad debt gets sold, okay, like say, for example, something happens to you, you lost your job, you got ill, and for some reason, business is not going well because COVID shut you down, whatever, right? And it goes and it gets sold to a debt collector, okay? And that's usually like 90 to 120 days after you can't pay. So remember, pretend it's Capital One. They wrote it off as a bad debt, okay? So they wrote it off on their books. They sold it to a debt collector. And these debt collectors are finally going after you. 
remember one thing. Have, how many of you guys ever play the game back, uh, Pac-Man? Raise your hand, like blink your mic. Renee, yes, yes. And remember that game? Now remember that you are Pac-Man and you know, you're going through and uh, you're, you know, eating up the little, little pet pebbles, right? And all of a sudden, this ghost comes after you. So you got to eat the ghost or you run away, right? So imagine those ghosts are like debt collectors. They're coming after you. But remember one thing, they're ghosts. You can actually eat them back. So that's how you are. If you understand what your rights are, you can turn around and eat those, those blue ghosts and get the points. And why I say that is, remember, they sold that debt. They sold it to a third-party debt collector. That means they don't have, they only have your name and maybe some information. But did you know that you don't, like 80% of the time, you don't have to pay them because they don't have your signature. How many of you guys know that? Blink your, blink your mic. Not oh, a lot. I didn't know that. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you. I had no idea. Yeah, kill That's why I was able to remove $165,000 in credit card debt because they sold it to a third-party debt collector. And then they tried to come after me. They send me I have probably two boxes of collection letters from them and I I basically just shred it. I, I went to Costco, you know, and and got that big shredder and I just started shredding started shredding those things and you know when easter comes around and you have to like line those easter baskets that's what i use but um just want to give you a visual um <laughs> i know, so funny. <laughs> I know. Uh, but what it is is that these are third-party debt collectors they are just like zombies they're trying to come after you and threaten you so when they call you you never want to admit to it because you don't even know. I don't even know what those debts are. How many credit cards you have? You don't know which one went to a collection company, which one is not. So what you need to do is say, I'm not aware of it. If you happen to pick up the phone, right, the first few times, just say, I don't know what you're aware of. If you need to send me some information on that, I can look into it. Never admit to the debt because all they have is your name and maybe like a little information about part of your social security number. And they do what's called skip tracing. So they're going to try to chase you down like these. They're trying to be the ghosts, okay? So when they do find you and they try to call you because they what they do is called skip tracing. They contact, they have a database called, in the they have utility bills. And utility bills, when you sign up for your electric or gas, oftentimes you don't think about it, but you do put your real cell phone number. That's how they find you. For those who are wondering, how did these people find me? Well, all they do is look at your name, they skip trace it into your utility bill, and then they go find you with that phone number because more than likely, more than 50%, that's your real number because you normally put that down just in case you get disconnected because you didn't pay your utility bill. You normally put that real phone number or your cops bill. So that's how they find you. I just want to give you insight on how these people find you, okay? Because you're like, how the hell did they find me? Or they find out who your relatives are they start calling your relatives. But when they do call you or your relatives, 80% of the time, it's a violation because Capital One is the one that you owe money to. All of a sudden, ABC Collection calls you. You do not have that debt with them. So you don't have, they don't have permissible right to come after you. So think about it. So technically, 80% of the time, you don't have to pay that debt back. How much money could you have saved 
by not paying these collections back and trying to save it so that you can rebuild your nest egg and rebuild your credit. Isn't that great information, guys? That's amazing. Absolutely. That's okay, wild. good. Wow. I know, you know and that's why you're asking me how, how much of that 165,000 in credit card debts I paid back, it's called zero, a big zero. I didn't pay any of it back. And I was able to start saving a little money by you know doing side hustles and so forth so that I can start uh, rebuilding myself without paying any of that back. And slowly, yeah, it's gonna take a few years. And I finally got back to the 700s. And many years later, now I'm at 850. So I wanted to give you that tip. The reason why we're doing this in bits and pieces is that I hope you're writing these notes down. So that way, you know, Nate's invited me on Mondays uh, around the same time so that we can learn more as we go and get to know each other. And I hope these tips, I know that the last few times I've given these tips, people have called me back and said, oh my God, because I didn't have to pay for that collection company and I was able to dispute it, I was able to save 20, 30,000 of collections and I, now I'm back on my feet. I'm net, I'm positive now. I have, I, I have zero debt and I'm able to start on the right foot so it's i hope that's helpful guys but um hey credit i have a question yeah. when it comes to that yeah. so i was in an instance where i had health insurance the something happened with the processing they tried to come after me for debt i was disputing it with my health insurance claim and all that kind of stuff but it still showed up negatively on my credit score when i would go on like credit karma or whatever it would show it as you know a, a negative mark so at what point like if, if you're saying we don't have to pay it which is fantastic they sold it off whatever but when do i just have to wait the seven years for that to fall no off? no we can actually go in like you can pick a, a credit a, a reputable credit company we can go in there and dispute that because especially a medical collection it's a hipaa violation because if those collections company uh, pull your medical records and they send you back a, an itemized billing, you can now sue them for a HIPAA violation, which is a health um, you know, privacy violation and they have to pull it off. So there's a loophole there, Kelsey, you can hit me up. Um, oh, fascinating, thank you. I know, so today's topic is uh, Pac-Man. So you are the Pac-Man, they are the ghost and uh, don't allow them to uh, go after you. Uh, you know, get, the power pellet is knowledge and you're going after them. If you can remember the Pac-Man game for today and uh, that will actually uh, something that I am proud of, of teaching today. But I wanted to add a few things before my segment ends in three minutes. I'm about to come out for the first time in 25 years. I've never done a course because what I found on this Clubhouse app is there are a lot of people who can't afford my high-level coaching, which is 8,000. Um, I wanted to pare it down to a very inexpensive course to teach all these credit tips and also ways that you can clean some of it yourself and also travel tips because most people want to be able to get the right credit cards with the right credit card points. So you can message me. You can DM me the word. Um, let's do the word. Uh, let's see. Let me think here. How about like uh, tips, T-I-P-S, okay? And we can get you in that course and we'll, we'll put you on a waiting list because I already have a long waiting list. Uh, I just pitched it last weekend, but uh, it's going to be ready in the, the beginning of October. It's a collaboration between myself 
and another group, but it's going to be fire, guys. It's going to be like $2,500 worth of information for very expensive, inexpensive price. Uh, with that, um, I also, let's see what else. Yeah, I'm going to be speaking at the mom link, so you can follow me uh, on Instagram. Uh, there's going to be a live uh, Instagram with Gina tomorrow. So turn on your bell notification. Follow me on Instagram because there's some tips on there that you could learn. And this morning was really exciting, guys. Um, on my recent story, go in there and, and maybe give me some love on my recent IG uh, post. And what it is, I received a letter, letter on Saturday, one of my clients. He's a father of uh, nine. Glenn, I think he has one more than you. Uh, father of nine uh, from Michigan, and um, I was helping him with his credit, and I helped him do an automated store. So I basically pay his rent and his overhead every month because I always want to do something nice for someone. So I created an online store for him uh, on me. I paid for it, and I paid his rent and so forth. So, but I got his score up from uh, 300s all the way up to the high 700s. Changed his life sent me a beautiful letter, thank you letter, and he actually printed out his credit score in, in color and, and, and put it in that beautiful letter. So I just wanted to say those are the reason why I do what I do, and I hope you come back on the next segment of Breakfast of Champions. Follow that Green Monopoly house. Follow Glenn. Follow Nate. Follow Kelsey. Follow Susie. Call everyone in here because I'm going to show up again next Monday, Monday mindset. So thanks for having me, Nate. I hope that I'm on time and I fulfilled on today's lesson of credit. So thank you for having me, Nate. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.